Hello, and welcome to the Triple S Factor, the podcast where we deliver insightful, valuable, and unique business-related information on all topics from strategy, finance, resilience, and delivered with a dash of humor and fun. Today in the podcast, we're talking about the social side of business in a socially distanced world. It's fascinating how much has changed in social media, yet so little has changed by way of how we utilize the principles of social media. Social media was a way of us to connect with people, those who are distanced or those who are away from us, our school friends, people we can't see every day. A really interactive way of us being able to keep abreast of our friends and family and loved ones and people we care for without actually having to necessarily physically be there or spend time calling and so on and so forth. What's fascinating about the global pandemic and how we as a society and and a species has shifted the way that we interact with people is looking at how we still are using social media for the purpose of staying up to date with all of our friends. However, we equally have now leveraged and leaned in on social media as the primary tool in which we engage with our friends, family and loved ones. And fascinatingly, there's many people who used to have, say, two different social media accounts. One was more professional social media account and one that is more personal, casual, that you have for friends, reserved for friends and family. Now, the world and the life in which we live in is starting to become more hybrid and personal and work is no longer significantly segregated like it used to, especially for women. I don't know if you found this in the past, but there was always this expectation that a woman couldn't necessarily be her true self in the work environment. She had to be corporate woman, not corporate woman who's also a wife, who's also a mum, who's also an auntie, who's also a side hustler, entrepreneur. And so getting comfortable with who you are and how you present yourself into the world is definitely something that people are navigating. It's definitely something that we still need to consider around, you know, letting go of that threshold of the line, the delineation, the line. Now, some could argue that there still needs to be that line. There needs to be that degree of professionalism in the way in which we approach social media, especially if you're a brand and a business. And that is true still. However, people are really looking for the the non-polished social media engagement these days. We're after that humanitarian connection, that contact, that fellow human and the way in which our brain works is that, you know, we are we are mammals, we are herd species. We like to herd together and like-minded people with like-minded people. So we seek out in others what we like in ourselves and we distance ourselves from others what we don't like, which inevitably is something that we hold within ourselves a lot of the time. Therefore, being more open and honest and engaging on social media allows you that opportunity to find those people who are your herd, who who do connect with you. There are so many people out there who talk about this, a lot of people in marketing, a lot of people in social media influences and things. But, you know, at the end of the day, people like to connect with people. When a person can connect, the bond is formed. You mirror neurons in your brain and you, you tend to really think to yourself, have you ever listened to someone and thought, I really like that person and I don't know why, but I just I just do. They speak to me. 
And that's exactly what that is. It's about, you know, having that person that you can connect with and it doesn't have to be physically face-to-face. -face. It can be in multiple, multiple forms. We have five senses, right? So the reality is there's five ways in which people can woo us, so to speak. Your organization's personality, if you do have an organization or even your own brand, you know, one of the things that they talk about in the future of, of the workforce is that you are an individual sovereignty, uh, which means you are your own brand, you are your own country effectively by way of how you interact and engage with the world around you. So that is really important to consider when you're looking at this. Like, you, you know, if you were your own country, how would you interact with the world? If you were your own leader, if you were the leader of a country, how would you interact with the world around you? What sort of thing, what sort of decisions would you make in, in relations to that? And it's a culmination of the people working in it. So you, you as the, the leader, you are a person who can drive the business forward and be the face of if that's what you want. But also the people within your business equally drive the brand value. If if you're doing great and you're up front and you're singing, everyone's singing you praises and yet they engage with your organization and, and employees are dropping the ball here or there, or you know, they're not as as freely engaging with the clientele and the customers that you have, then that affects you your personal brand very quickly. Equally, you know, if you have staff out there who are spruiking about the company, then obviously people would look at that and think, wow, they must be a really good boss. They must be a really good brand. They must be a really good company to work for if their employees are willingly promoting them. So keep in mind that the service and product you provide and the experience people have when engaging with it is a culmination of you, of the employees, of the operational model of your business, of the product and service itself, and the market expectations. So there's this whole little global ball of, of expectation that you have to meet in any given moment when you're interacting with a customer, which obviously uh, can mean that... Uh, you're busy a lot of the time. But I think one of the biggest challenges people do find is that right there, what I've just spoken about, the product, the service, the leader, the employees, the operations, the trends in market and market expectations, that right there is a whole host of stuff that you can actually talk about on your social media that you don't necessarily need anyone to create for you or come up with a strategy for. And it's literally something that you would, you know, that little ball right there, you like write those words in that little ball. And then from there, just do little arrows off and list some little subject matter content that you can pop up on Facebook or Twitter or uh, LinkedIn and just, you know, speak about that particular little thing. So in regards to operations, how did your operations work? Why, why does certain things take longer than other things? How quickly does stuff come along? You know, what's a fascinating thing about the way in which a product is made and or delivered? Uh, what unique components that make it so that people want more? Those tiny little things that can inevitably give you so much, much content. So, so much content. And that those little bits and pieces can definitely contribute towards how authentic you can be on social media especially in a world where people want 
to know what you're doing. They want to know how it's how you do it. They want to know why you do it, but they don't necessarily want to go anywhere to get that information. Uh, they want it hand delivered to them on a silver platter, which you know is understandable. You want them to engage with your business and you want them to buy from you, then sometimes you have to make the effort to to get them to to hand their money over. And when you look at uh, how social media interactions can affect your business, there's so much information out there at this point in time. But when you look at an era of genuine, transparent, meaningful interactions, they go a long way, but it's definitely important that you don't have this connotation of, well, I'm always right or I'm always wrong. Those extreme opposite perspectives can get you in a lot of trouble. Even if you do put out an opinion and someone pushes back and says, I don't necessarily agree with that, start a dialogue, ask why, find out more. We have 188 biases in our brain that can run as programs at any given moment And when we always think that we are right or when we always think that we cannot learn from another, irrespective of whether we agree with them or not, it definitely does hinder our ability to grow. We may not always agree with people, even if they present an opposing opinion. However, hearing them out and making sure that they, A, they feel listened, but B, you just never know. There might be something that they might say that might trigger a thought process. You might go away and do some research and come back and actually say to yourself, hey, I don't 100% agree with you, uh, but I understand where you're coming from. And on top of that, I've now since learned this. Therefore, my opinion on this has slightly shifted. So you may not go to the full to the full shift that they're wanting you to, but some uh, a shift is definitely a part of growing and a a portion of our growth capability. Making sure that you don't necessarily delete unfavorable comments or reviews because the internet always remembers and people love to screenshot stuff. It's just people have a right to their opinion and it's just a matter of you're not going to be everything to everyone. Everyone's not going to love you. That's just the way life is. And that goes for your business as well. I've talked about this a lot in previous podcast episodes where if you think of your business as a living being, a living entity, some people will love it and some people won't and that's okay. If you do ignore comments left by customers, you can sometimes find that that grates on people. Everybody has different expectations of how you should engage with social media. Some people want to just leave a comment just because they want to and they're okay with that. They don't care if you respond or not. Some people leave a comment and they genuinely want you to acknowledge that because they need that kudos, that thank you for thanking you. I think the rule of thumb generally is that you just acknowledge regardless. Acknowledge even if it's a love heart, even if it's a thumbs up, even if you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything complicated. It could just be a smiley face. Whatever it is, just acknowledge that something has happened and someone took that time to engage with you in some way on social media. And don't forget inactivity. Consistency is always key. Everybody talks about this and it truly honestly is truth. You know, this is not just marketing people making this up to try and get you to spend money with them. Consistency is key. Tapping in and out is just not effective and not good enough. And nobody does it perfectly. I definitely don't. There's plenty of times I berate myself for not 
getting my social media stuff done when I want to get it done and as regularly as I would like to get it done. But do what you can when you can as often as you can, even if it's two seconds, 30 seconds, one minute, whatever it is, something is better than nothing, always, full stop. So when you're looking at what your organization could be doing on social media, as I said before, thinking of that little bubble ball, looking at all the different ways in which you can engage. So do you want people to engage with your conversation? Do you want them to, do you want it to be informative? Do you want to drive traffic to your website? Do you want to position your organization as approachable? What is it that you're wanting to do? And you don't have to be any one of those particular things. You could be all of those things. And in fact, you probably should be all of those things because that shows a more rounded you, right? So again, if your organization is a living, breathing thing, human, let's assume it's a human for a moment, a living, breathing human, let's call it Joe. If your business, if your organization is Joe, how would Joe represent themselves on social media? And how do they want to be seen? Do you want people to be able to approach Joe? Do you want people to be able to converse with Joe? Do you want people to just listen to Joe and and learn from Joe? And as I said, you don't have to be any one particular one of those. You could be all of those. But just having that perspective in mind when you're actually typing the content will definitely help you craft much better content for your social medias. And when you look at uh, how your organisation may fit into the future of work, try wherever possible to be ahead of the game where your audience may want the organisation to be in the next five years. How do you think, just for a quick second, take 30 seconds in your mind to just quickly think, in five years' time, how do you think your audience would want you to interact with them? Do you think they would want just to be able to jump on and do a chatbot and get an answer? Do you think that they would want to hear you on Alexa or Echo? Do you think that they might want to be able to message, text message you directly? How do you think they would want to interact with you? And then look at how you might start to build that out over the next two to three years. Very, very easy to say, not so easy to enact, very easy to say, very easy to do, not so easy to enact, but with the proper planning, uh, you can definitely figure out how you might be able to do that a little bit more effectively and stay on top of it over the next two to three years. So if you if you look at how you might tackle all of these things, I say to people all the time, you do not have to be on every social media site. Those days are thankfully gone. Thank goodness they are gone. I never ever subscribe to the uh, theory of being on every social media site. And that's mainly because a business has to run, a business has to operate. People who start businesses do so because they're highly skilled in the particular area of the business expertise. That's why you start a business, right? So looking at stretching that person so far that they feel that they're just spending their life constantly on social media didn't seem like an effective use of time to me. So I would always recommend to clients, never, ever, ever go on every social media. Be aware of what social media is coming out, definitely, and have a criteria ready to go. Look at how 
your business operates and where your audience is. If a new social media platform comes out, you want to be able to take your social media criteria and you want to be able to say, okay, is my audience there? Yes, no. Does my Will my audience end up migrating over to this social media site? Yes, no. Does this uh, social media platform effectively help me with my business by way of, for example, Instagram is very visual. So if you have a, a very visual product, yeah, Instagram would be perfect for that. If you're targeting corporate specifically in your business business offering, then LinkedIn would probably be more effective. However, ha- having that criteria means that you you are aware of all the new social media sites coming out, but if but you always run them over that gauntlet of does it suit my business? Joe, if you remember Joe, we called your business Joe for the sakes of this episode. Would Joe want to be on this social media site? Would Joe get value out of being on this social media platform? If the answer after running it through the criteria is yes, then get on and give it a crack. If the answer is no, put it down, hold. You might come back to it in six to 12 months time. Never say never. Never say that you'll never go on that social media site, but definitely assess very quickly as to whether it's worthy of your time and inverted commas, Joe's time to to put into that social media platform. The other thing is cross-pollinate and repurpose wherever you can. A lot of social media people talk about this, social media agencies, social media consultants, um, social media coordinators and executors, repurposing content. All the most successful people on social media do it. It's definitely nothing new, uh, but it's it's insanely effective by way of making sure that you can be across multiple platforms as much as you can without having to do too much per se. In the back end, obviously, there's a little bit of work and that's what a lot of people don't talk about. So, you know, breaking down those videos, ripping out pieces of content, doing imagery, like that does actually take time. If you've got the the resources to do that, awesome, go hard. If not, then you might just have to look at just cutting out bits and pieces as you can, timing, time allowing, and try and repurpose that way. I wouldn't necessarily, these days, consistency is, is more important, essentially, um, and making sure that you're on there more regularly, even if it's to do a quick Instagram story and say, hey, I've just put up an article on blah, blah website, go have a look, or just do a quick post to LinkedIn and say, I've just written this article. This is what it's about. Here's the three top three things. Link here. Or even if it's a quick live video and, and saying, you know, these are the things I to- I'm talking about. This is what I want to, to put out there. Here's our new product. Come say hi. So all those things definitely do help. It's really important, I think, to have a look at where, as I said, where things are coming uh, in, in the future where video is, audio, um, you know, there's there's a lot of AI, VR, AR, well, not necessarily AI at this point in time, but a lot of VR, AR that are coming out and how that might help you engage with your audience a little bit better. If you've got a visual product, you know, obviously VR and AR can be really, really effective when you're looking at, uh, you know, 
audio, if your product base is, say, music, the way in which you can engage with your audience and your community moving forward is going to be absolutely epic when it comes to the likes of NFTs and interaction around project, massive campaign and campaigns and projects, uh, and how social media can help you leverage that. So for a really, really, really long time, you have been the product of social media. I always, wherever possible, try to help clients flip the script a little so that, great, social media is mostly free. If you are the product, because you, you know, it's available to you for free, you are the product. Uh, how can we flip the script so that you can at least use that to your advantage? And I think um, most most people are really starting to clue on to that a bit more now around how they can reverse engineer. Yes, they might be the product for social media, but you can actually, in fact, use that to your advantage when positioned right. The other thing, obviously, to consider is having your own little mini newsroom. We recently uh, are working with a collaborative team to set up a newsroom for an ASX-listed company. And when you look at how effective that can be by way of various different people putting in certain bits and pieces of information that can collectively be pushed out as essentially like any like news limited or or, you know any other kind of publication i think that's a really effective way resources pending of course uh, to be able to try and approach it and you can do that on a mini scale of things Uh, You don't necessarily have to create content as you go. You can backlog things, especially quite generic, general information and a lot of things around your business and your operations and staff and those sorts of activities like that. That can be general information that can be used as a backlog. Uh, So considering about how you might set up little digital newsrooms, uh, I think is definitely an effective way of how you might be able to manage social media into the future. So with that in mind, I'll leave you with those things today. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. In our next episode, we'll be talking about flexible working and how you can effectively use that to your advantage. You can always go to one of our partners, ingredior.com.au. They have a significant number of information, significant pieces of information on their website looking at this type of activity and how you can utilise social media better. They've got articles, they've got worksheets, they've got quizzes. Gosh, they've got so many things on there. It really is a one-stop shop if you're really wanting to try and sink your teeth into some of these activities. And they don't just focus on social media. They also talk about finance, strategy, partnerships and marketing Uh, So that's a really good effective resource place to go when needed. If there's anything else, reach out to us, comment and subscribe. And we look forward to talking to you on our next topic. It has sadly come to that time again where we have reached the end. It is our purpose to bring value and information to enrich your organization and your life. Don't forget to subscribe to us, the Triple S Factor. Until next time.